Did I scare you? Just kidding. Here's a spine-tingling treat for you this October, just in time for the spookiest holiday of the year. ISSA has conjured up an exclusive promotion and has a sweet Halloween surprise for you. Simply use the code SPEC50, that's S-P-E-C-5-0, at checkout when enrolling in any specialization course, and you'll enjoy a delightful discount. But don't wait, this offer is only valid until October 31st. That's S-P-E-C-50, SPEC50. Thanks for your fantastic support, and now let's move on to today's episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world, and welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. It's your co-host, Jenny Liebel, here with my co-host, uh, Mr. John Bauer. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm still I'm still getting used to your married name, but but it's always exciting to, to be on the podcast with you, uh, especially when, when we have uh, a returning guest. Absolutely. And I think you and I are probably very excited. We're probably going to be a little too excited about this topic today as both of us being athletes. John used to be a collegiate runner. For those of you guys who don't remember, I play volleyball. Um, We have a guest with us that is absolutely an athlete themselves. But we're talking about not just like performing in your sport, but all the other things that we need to do outside of just performing your sport that can make you better at performing your sport. So I'm super excited to have back on the podcast for a second time with us, Neil Valera. Welcome back. Well, thank you, Jenny and John. Appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. So first of all, remind our listeners about who you are and who you currently work with. So my name is Neil Valera, and I'm one of the co-founders of Stick Mobility. It's amazing. So Stick Mobility, for those of you guys who do not know what it is, it is an amazing tool. Can you tell us a little bit about this tool and how you guys developed it? Yeah, so uh, we have we call training sticks, and they're they're anywhere from four feet to seven feet long, um, and we use them to create tension. We use them to create leverage so that our bodies can, you know, maybe some certain moves aren't accessible to people, and we can assist them into getting into a position. And then while we're there, we can start to create some pressure, some isometrics, so that they can own these positions and start to move better and better. Nice. Very nice. Um, And you guys have a lot of videos and tools because there's pretty much limitless ways that you can use this tool, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, our, our, our program involves joint mobility, strength training, and active stretching. So depending on, you know, the intention for the client or yourself, you know, you can, you can program it how you need it. Neil, quick question. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, You know, I've trained a lot of golfers and you're, you're a former golfer yourself, right? (laughs) Um, yep. So I, I kind of wonder, I didn't have stick mobility um, back when I was training my golfers, but I can I can totally see a lot of the benefit uh, of working with golfers. Is this something that kind of stuck out to you um, in, in kind of uh, developing the, the curriculum and, and the tools themselves? You know, I, I think um, just rotational athletes in general, um, mm-hmm. you need this certain range of motion, right? You, you do need to be strong and powerful to create that speed. But if you can't get into certain positions, you're not going to be able to do it efficiently. So absolutely for golfers, um, especially 
older golfers, right? They start to people that most avid golfers are in their forties to sixties and they probably work at a desk all day long and they get out on the weekends. Um, so they probably lost some range of motion and to maximize their efficiency and speed, if they can get even a few degrees of range of motion in their backswing, they're going to generate more power without having to put more effort into it. Absolutely. So if somebody was working, I'm a golfer, I'm working on it. Um, mm-hmm. But if someone was trying to work on something like specifically, Neil, working on their backswing, how would they use the stick mobility tool to do that? What, what does that look like? Oh, gosh, that's um, I mean, there's so many. It's, that's kind of a complex answer right there. There's so many pieces <laughs> to the golf swing, right? From from the hips to the your thoracic rotation to what your shoulders can do. So depending on, uh, you know, what area they're missing in their backswing, maybe they have a lot of mobility in their thoracic spine, but they're not maximizing their power because they're not turning their hips and they're not connecting that midsection. It's hard to say, like give you one specific move yeah. to help the backswing. Um, first thing I would do is, is look and see, hey, where's where's the weakness? Is it is it in the shoulders? Is it in the thoracic spine? Is it in the hips? And then from there, we can kind of pick and choose what exercise works best. Um, because sometimes the ones that look like the golf swing may not be the best for that person. Ah, that's a great point. Because a lot of you guys have all heard of the orange whip right? My golfers out there know what that is. That's a swinging tool that's like weighted on one end. And people like to just go out there and swing that and be like, okay, I'm ready. I mean, that's not what they really need, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking a lot about athletes. Is this applicable for general population? We know the answer is yes, but how can the average person use this? Absolutely. I mean, I would say most of the people that I work with are, is the general population. Um, and it what happens is it makes everything more accessible. So we're providing a lot of stability for someone. So someone that has a low training age and they just don't have much confidence um, in their body, let's just say we're doing a single leg exercise. We can use the sticks for some stability out of balance. And now that gives them more time under tension and they're actually able to do a single leg exercise instead of wobbling around, fighting their way through it. Um, so we can give them enough so that they're making an adaptation um, but it's it's still challenging. Neil, you know, I've had a chance to to use uh, these tools before, and I and I've seen some of the benefits. But just just for our listeners, just real briefly, can you kind of describe what is it about this tool that that can enhance your traditional mobility practices? Well, I think one of the one of our big principles is um, maximizing leverage. So when we think about lever systems, right, where we can either have a mechanical advantage or a mechanical disadvantage. So we can either make an exercise easier or an exercise harder. So what we can do is we can use the stick to assist you into a position that maybe you couldn't bend. Um, you know, think of a, uh, let's think of a seesaw, right? Now, let's just say that your, your thoracic spine was, was the fulcrum and you wanted to improve more range of motion in, in one shoulder. We could put the stick behind our back. Uh, you take both hands on, uh, behind the stick you push one forward, that's going to give you more range of motion on the other side. Now, while we're there, so may, that may be more range of motion than you can do without the stick. So now once we're there, it, it is a nice stretch, but to make changes, we need some sort of strength. So we'll add an isometric so we can push or pull apart. And we can do this throughout the body. Um, whether we place a stick on the ground, we create this leverage, this assist, and then we create pressure into the ground 
or use our limbs to create pressure into the stick. And that's why the stick is flexible so that it, it can bend and contour to our body so that it's not, you know, you get, use a dowel, it's real rigid and can hurt. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're kind of talking about the flexibility of the stick wheel. That was my next question. Cause there's somebody out there who's like, Oh, I could just do this with a PVC pipe. Don't do it. I've tried. It doesn't <laughs> work. Um, but can you talk to us about the construction and you guys are a couple iterations into this device. So what is the construction that makes it different? Yeah. So it's a special blend of plastics. And then when we first started, we used tennis grips and, and then a cap on it, which, which was good and it worked, but the problem was that the grip started to erode over time and then people had to replace it themselves. So then mm -hmm. we ended up going with more of like a golf grip, right? Golf grips last forever. So now we can just kind of, we slide these things on and there's, there's little dots on them. So it's, it gives you this tactile feedback and you get better anchoring into the ground. Uh, so, you know, the, the sticks are rated stronger than PVC. They're not brittle. So if like, like PVC, if you, you can flex them, right. And they can work for some of the exercises, but if, you know, if you want to take that risk of them shattering and turning into shrapnel on you, yeah, that's <laughs> or a they problem. stay flexed it, is what I found. They like, stay bowed. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause when we first started, we were using bamboo or rattan, yeah. right. And that just didn't work. And so we had to come up with something stronger and, you know, we went through the whole progression. We tried PVC, wasn't good enough. So, and we came up with these. Nice. Didn't they used to beat people with bamboo? I'm just saying. <laughs> probably. They probably still do. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And Neil, interestingly enough, I, I actually had a friend who uh, was trying to create a similar product and this was a, a while ago. And when I used yours, one of the things I realized was, flexibility portion of it because his wasn't wasn't flexible so because of that uh it was it was limited and the the flexibility of the sticks really really came into play and, and created um you know i guess more more uses and, and more usefulness uh for uh just overall mobility and 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 you know even some of the isometrics that you're that you're speaking on um you know if you were to kind of give some of the most bang for your buck movements that you can do with this tool that any person can get. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people probably have tight back, tight hips, uh, but what are the most bang for your buck movements? If you just had a couple of movements that you could do just at a few minutes with stick mobility. Time for another ISSA rapid review. Pamela had this to say about our certified yoga instructor course. I like the way the exam was at your own pace and that it was open book. And as much as I hate doing the essay section, I do have to admit, it actually reinforced everything I had learned and helped me organize what I had learned. I recommend this certification to anyone. Thanks, Pamela. So my, my favorite, absolute favorite is our, our monkey hang drill. So you're taking the two long sticks and then you're getting into basically a big split stance or lunge position. Hands are up. So you're, you're hanging on the sticks. You probably have about, and you can, you can adjust how much weight you want to hang on the sticks, right? You can put most of it in your legs or you can put a lot of it in your arms. Um, but from this position, you know, we're getting creating length through that whole entire anterior chain from, from quad through the hip, all the way through the torso and then into the lats and shoulders. And then with the back foot, we're getting some dorsiflexion in the ankle. We're building some leg strength in that lunge position because that's something that we encounter on a daily basis, right? One leg's forward, one leg's back. Wherever it is, whether it's, you know, if we were to work around the clock, you could do that, right? You could put your, your foot in any position, but we're, we're giving someone a way to, to start working that lunge position, whether they're, their knees really high off the ground or they're stronger and they can get it really low. Uh, we can make it progressive there. 
And then from that position in that hang with the two sticks, now we have this ability to start to move and rotate. So once we start to add the rotation, we can keep our hips still. We can create some disassociation in the shoulders, the scaps, the thoracic spine, or we can take everything together. We can, we can move our, our pelvis, our torso, our shoulders all in one motion. And now we're getting, working a little bit of internal rotation of the hips while still working some strength in the legs. And then you're working a lot of grip strength while you're doing this motion too. So you're, you know, we're combining a, a sagittal plane lunge, but then we're also getting some transverse motion. And when you're in that position, you do have that ability. Hey, if I want to shift my legs to the left or the right, if I want to rotate them a little bit, you can, you can vary it as much as you want. Um, so that right there, I mean, if you were just to do that every day for, you know, a few sets on each side over the course of time, you'd have this cumulative effect of, of being able to get your arms overhead comfortably, being able to hang on something comfortably, and then being able to be in a, a split stance comfortably as well. I love it. I visualized that as you were talking about it, but I, I think there's people out there that might not get it. Where can we, where's your database? Um, where can they find a database of videos and things that you guys offer? Cause you guys have a ton of free content out there. Yeah. So if you go on YouTube our stick mobility channel, we probably have about eight or 900 videos on there, different categories, different body parts. We have a live, live classes that we have run that are, that are now up there. So anywhere from 10 minutes to 45 minute classes that some of them go through all the different phases. So you might have that first 15 minutes focuses on joint mobility. The next 15 minutes might focus more on strength training. And then the last 15 minutes is your kind of cool down and active stretching. But ultimately, no matter what we're doing, there's always a strength element involved because there's always squeezing or, or pushing or pulling on the stick. I love it. All right. So we'll link that for our listeners in the description of the episode, guys, so you guys can find it. But from what you're saying here, though, too, Neil, it sounds like this is something you can do as a full program, like the full session, be all stick mobility work, or you can incorporate it into your training, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, when, you know, when we run our certifications, we always tell people, hey, look, take, take what you find is useful for you, right? So if it's the active stretching, maybe that's, that's what you can fit into your current program and that may benefit you the most, or maybe it is some of the strength training and, and it gives you that ability to, to give someone the right feel or for positioning of a squat, a lunge, um, so that we can, we can start to progressively load them with weight eventually. Um, or maybe it's that joint mobility that, that they're lacking and they, they don't, they've never really focused on individual joint training. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Neil, speaking of the, uh, the education uh, piece of it, since you brought it up, um, for, for us and, and for our listeners, can you kind of speak on what uh, what personal trainers can get out of your education? I've done some uh, different stretching and mobility certifications in the past, and I kind of went into them thinking, I know how to stretch. And then I go through a course with someone who's an expert, and then my reaction is usually like, oh, maybe I didn't know <laughs> yeah. how to stretch. Uh, so so what, uh, what can our listeners get out of it, especially since so many of them are trainers that are helping people to be more mobile? I think when we're, we're trying to create mobility, we don't necessarily think of it as strength training or a lot of people don't correlate it with strength training, but that's, that's really what it is, right? Moving is you have to, you're, you're combining strength, you're combining flexibility and you're combining motor control and coordination. So that's, that's what we're really trying to, to get across here. So what they're going to find out is even though it's a mobility course, it's really difficult, right? And with the leverage principles, we can make it as easy or as difficult as possible. 
So some, with some of the drills, the stronger you get, I mean, the more you get out of it. So I think that's the biggest thing is, is the strength involved and an active range of motion as to just creating passive range of motion, which is, which is a good thing. You need it. Your joints need it, but make sure we kind of follow it up with active stretching or active mobility. Nice. I hear physics, John. I hear physics. <laughs> I just keep thinking about a golf swing. One thing I learned in training a lot of golfers is that for a lot of them, uh, and I didn't train a lot of high level golfers, uh, but mobility was king when it came to the big swing. That's that's one thing that we would say quite a bit. And a lot of them could not rotate and they certainly couldn't rotate under control. And once we can get that going for them, all of a sudden they weren't necessarily getting better scores, but they were hitting the ball further. Absolutely. And then, you know, you're just, you're helping maybe, you know, mitigate some injuries too. Yes, absolutely. So now with the education, Neil, where mm-hmm. can they find that education? If they're interested in continuing education, which we're always talking about, where can they find your guys' certification material? So you can go to our, our website, stickmobility.com. Um, so we offer some live courses, a level one live, a level two live. And then we also offer those in an online version where it's self-paced, self-study. And then if, if you're not quite ready for a certification yet, we do, we just launched an online essentials course, which is about two and a half to three hours. And it, it gives you a good base of, um, active, of active range of motion and active stretching so that you can actually apply this to your current clients right now. Sweet. All kinds of options out there. I love it. And I love that you guys have your live sessions. Are they like virtual live or in-person live or both in-person live Ooh, nice even better <laughs> yep you know because there's 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 some missing things when you do take an online course right you don't get that that extra feedback from the coach you know just like our, our personal training sessions right agreed John and I talked about that the other day, didn't we, John? <laughs> you just you just beat me to it. Hey, I forget if we uh, we mentioned this before we started recording, but uh, you know, speaking of success uh, with this tool, you know, I've seen it on TV. You know, I've seen when I when I see someone I know and some of their tools start to make it on the TV when when professional athletes are warming up. I think it's the I think it's the coolest thing, and I've definitely seen that uh, with with stick mobility. So I, I would definitely consider that a, a success story for you guys. But um, what are some examples you. that you might have? Uh, of course, of course, it's exciting. Uh, what what are some examples that you might have uh, of success stories when people have taken on using stick mobility as a part of their training regimen? Well, I can think of uh, one of my clients uh, when she first came to me, and this is probably 2018 or 19. She came in, she's like, hey, I just I want to build some strength because I'm going to get a knee replacement scheduled in three months or four months. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know? So we go through an assessment and then we start working on, you know, building up her, her ankle mobility, her ankle strength, her hips, working a lot of hips, doing some of the monkey hangs uh, along with other weight training, right. And then getting on the bike, different things. And anyways, um, we still train today. She never ended up getting her knee replacement. So she would always avoid stairs. You know, she's, she's now, and she's now 70 years old. But now she's comfortable going downhill, comfortable going downstairs. And it, it was just because she needed to get stronger in some of these ranges that she wasn't exposed to for a really long time. That's awesome. That's a really cool example. So yeah, I, I, I love that one because, uh, you know, one thing I, I like to think about when it comes to training is not just all the cool stuff, all the muscles and all the performance, but is your body still useful to you? 
And it sounds like in this case, the success is maintaining usefulness of your client's uh, body and their, and their knee in particular over time. So that, that is a fantastic success story. Absolutely. I think, I think we tend to take the, those little movements that we do throughout the day for granted. 100%. Until it hurts. Until it hurts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true. Um, yeah, so I love this. Thank you so much, Neil, for coming back on and sharing more about these tools. Um, John, do you have any last questions for Neil? Anything that's burning? Um, who's, who's the most famous person you've seen using stick mobility? Good question. The most famous person using it? Um, I mean, the most famous person I've probably seen with it in the background. <laughs> you know, I've seen it. Uh, I know the Warriors have it um, inside their training facility. They have some. Uh, so I've seen it behind like Steph and, and Clay and them and then seen it um, in the Lakers facility behind LeBron, um, seen it in Christian Ronaldo's gym. I, I haven't seen him actually use it, but it's there. So I'm assuming that he's, he's used it before. Um, Should offer him yeah. an Instagram challenge. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably costs like $5 million or something to do that. <laughs> Very so, cool. yeah. Yes. So yeah, it is becoming more and more common. John's absolutely correct. Um, I've seen it with the, you guys mentioned before we started recording the Suns. I've seen them use it as well. So it's pretty cool. Um, I walked into the volleyball club that I train at and they have a bunch of them. Super nice to see something that's so useful. And then my only hope though, they were in the corner over there and I started using one, but my only hope is that they know how to use it so they can teach these kids how to use it too and keep them moving well. So get that education, learn how to use these devices, learn the physics behind it, right? And then start using them properly. Love that. Very cool. Well, thank you again, Neil, for joining us. This has been super fun. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. John, last chance. Any takeaways? Um, the the monkey hang. I don't think mm -hmm. I've done it. I, I, I think I was able to picture it while you were describing it. And I thought to myself, you know what? I think John needs that in his life a little bit. So uh, that's definitely one that I, I want to take away from this. Nice. All right. On, let me know how it goes. <laughs> he said, good luck. <laughs> Post a video. Got it. There you, you go. Got it. <laughs> Challenge laid. I love it. Well, thank you again. And thank you guys for listening. This has been a great time. As always, go out there, learn more. That's why we bring guests like this on, you guys. There's a lot of great things out there. Mobility, balance, strength. These are all very important, whether you're an athlete or not. Um, we're all athletes, if you want to put it that way, the everyday athlete. So some great resources, some great tools for you guys today. So thank you for joining us. Go out there, do all the things. And as always, make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon. After millions of years of evolution, humans have evolved to walk, move, and run barefoot. But modern, narrow, cushioned shoes have impacted foot function and are contributing to a movement-focused health crisis in the process. That's why Bebo Barefoot has designed footwear that is wide to provide natural stability, thin to enable you to feel more, and flexible to help you build your natural strength from the ground up. Studies show that foot strength increases by 60% in a matter of months just by walking around it. Feel ready to take your first steps towards a healthier, more natural lifestyle? Vivo Barefoot's online platform, Vivo Health, has courses, tools, and workshops that will help you achieve your human potential. Start your journey with Vivo Health's personalized foot 
assessment tool to see if Barefoot is right for you. Plus, we have a special offer for all ISSA members. Get 15% off your favorite Vivo Barefoot footwear using code ISSA15. You can also enjoy a huge 40% discount on any one Vivo Barefoot educational course of your choice with code ISSA40. Visit VivoBarefoot.com backslash ISSA today and start the journey to better foot health.